And now, a poem by Amelia Earhart. Courage. Courage is no, the no, price. No, 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 do it like a beat poet. Courage is the price that life exacts for granting peace. The soul that knows it not knows no release. Do it like Def Jam. Courage is the price that life exacts for granting peace. The soul that knows it not knows no release from little things. Do it like a Beanie Baby tag. Courage is the price that life exacts for granting peace. The soul that knows it not knows no release. Now do it like the vagina monologues. No. Do it like Ani DeFranco. Courage is the price that life exacts for granting peace. The soul that knows it not knows no release from little things. Knows not the livid loneliness of fear, nor the mountain heights where bitter joy can hear. The sound of wings. How can life grant us boon of living compensate for dull gray ugliness and pregnant hate? Unless we dare... The soul's dominion, each time we make a choice, we pay with courage to behold the restless day and count it fair. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that was the end of it, right? Craig Lewis and I'm Nathan Kappeser. Also known as AKA Craig. I'm also known as Craig? No, I am. Oh, okay. That's what that's what Craig stands for. It's like Cobra. What we've got in store for you today is a doozy of a fucking episode. It's the Amelia Earhart special. Happy Amelia Earhart Day. Yeah, we didn't even we didn't even realize that we had the Amelia Earhart episode planned, and then we were like well, you were like... Yeah, I was like, dude, if we would have just ended up waiting two weeks to do this, it would have released the day before Amelia Earhart Day. But... What? It is what it is. We already promoted the hell out of it. We already... Sure. We already... We I mean, already we have... We're, for it, so. we're too far to just turn back and start a different topic. Speaking of Amelia Earhart, Girl Meets World premiered, like, last week, or the week before, actually. It sure did, Nathan. <laughs> it sure did. You like that segue there? Girl Meets World? Get it? Because... Yeah, because the girl went, went around, around the, the world, world, kind of. Yeah. yeah. 
You grew up. Did you grow up with? You I grew did. Up with Boy Meets World. I right? did. I liked it a lot then. Um, I've seen like a lot of reruns and stuff. Obviously, they play the hell out of them on ABC Family and whatnot. Honestly, I stopped caring about it. It didn't really. If I yeah, like, I, meh. I've I mean, I wasn't one of the people. That, I will admit, I was not one of the people that was like, I have to see Girl Meets World. I was like, it's probably going to be bad. <laughs> it wasn't great, but I mean, what pilot is? To be fair, exactly. Ben Savage did great. Uh, Topanga, oh, Topanga oh, Ben Savage. Great. He's he's the world's greatest actor. No, he did. Dude, he he no, played he Corey. Is. He, he is. did good. Um, or was it Fred? Oh, Savage? you're being serious. He's yeah. the world's it was, it was one of them, Ben or Fred. One of them, probably Ben. I like, I like Ben better. I can see that you clearly appreciate their acting, whichever <laughs> one it is. I do. I don't know. It, it, <laughs> you know, he was the one in the Goonies, right? It's pretty corny. It's a Disney Channel show. It's marketed at a different generation, too, you know? but Yeah, uh, the definitely a younger generation. But that's still, I don't know. Kind of like how Boy Meets World is marketed at our generation. If we can get some of the other classic characters from the classic Boy Meets World showing up in here, and if these characters like develop and the writing develops a little bit, it might be all right. And the uh, the bully, the school bullies. What if they were around still? Oh, uh, Ethan Supley. Yes. yes. I doubt they're going to get Ethan Supley to show up, but if they can get his older brother Eric, Uncle Eric, you know, he could be Uncle Eric. Yeah, I don't and, think um, uh, Eric Sean. Matthews, where the fuck Sean? Like, he's he's done stuff. Well, listen, Ryder Strong's a little too big right now for bullshit. He's got that What's whole, he doing right now? Um, I don't know, but he's still rocking that cabin fever money. No, that was like 2006. <laughs> still thing. rocking it. That's how much money he got. He got more money than LeBron. I feel like that was even before 2006. That was it like was. 2005. I think it was before that. Too. Oh my God, no way. We're getting old. I've been saying this for years. Ever since I turned 25, I felt 30. Well, when do we get to meet the world? You haven't met it yet. <laughs> when you make it your own, Craig. When you make it your own. Aim it, claim it, and tame it. Yeah. Also, could you imagine, Craig, what if uh if this series did last like as long as the other one lasted? I don't think that's and these girls went to college. Happen. Like, you've got Corey as a kid. Like, we already got Corey as a little kid going all the way to graduating college, and now we've got him as a parent. Yeah. I mean, that would just be nuts. I mean, like, if if it went that far. You're like, literally, there's never been a show still, that followed two generations. It's still like that, Boy Meets yeah. World because now you're following what Corey's doing in his adult life. It's like Star Wars. Corey's like yes. Darth Vader. Not quite. Okay, so recently it came back into the news again. This whole debate on whether or not corporations are people. Wait, but corporations are people too, right? We don't want to alienate corporations. anybody. We don't want to alienate people. So if corporations are people, we don't want to alienate them. Right. Well, and, I mean, uh, there are people that are behind the corporations. Most of them are greedy fucks, but... Well, we don't want to alienate people by, by uh, getting political, but I don't know. I figured I, I wanted to chime in a little bit on this. I wanted to keep it succinct. And Well, Nathan, you have the floor. Take it away. Okay. Here's my opinion. Soapbox and all. Come on, let's go. Women are people. Corporations aren't people. If we're going to have an argument about who is afforded human rights, I don't think it should be about corporations. I think it should be about chimpanzees. They share 90% DNA with humans. 
Hey, it's Nathan from the future. Editor's note, did I just say that they share 90% DNA with humans? I'm sorry, they share 98% DNA with humans. My mistake, back to the show. They share 90% DNA with humans, and corporations don't even have DNA. Uh, If a law says people have a right, then women have that right. Corporations are not allowed to exploit human rights, but if they were then they still shouldn't be allowed to exploit human rights if it's actually contradicting a human with DNA's rights. And there's also room for debate on whether it should be our government paying for the health care or our employers, because, uh, that is all. That is all. Okay, all I heard was uh, chimpanzees should be able to get health (laughs) care. No chimpanzees have health care. No, I think the point you're making is that chimpanzees have more of a right to human rights than corporations. Yeah. I, well, that was I've, the point you were making. You were driving a furious ball I've seen of... A hundred, I've seen a hundred like, articles or news stories about corp, are corporations, are they people? I haven't seen really one like about chimpanzees. I'm not saying there haven't been any, but... There have. I've seen ones about chimpanzees. I've like read about it. Yeah, this is actually more... Going on, basically, the, the this is practically the Hobby Lobby thing going on, right? That you're talking about, that you're making a more generalized statement about corporations in general. But that's the big thing that's hitting the fan right now is the Hobby Lobby decision with yes. their health care. Oh, yeah. There's another thing I wanted to throw in there, too, um, which is that beliefs don't grant you different rights, which isn't to say anything against anybody who believes or doesn't believe anything. It's just that what you believe... If there's a law, like the law should be there because breaking that law would be bad for other people. That's the only reason we should have laws, to protect people from doing something that would be bad for other people. Of course. That's just something that can't be done. Well. So if it's, if it's not that big a deal, why is there a law a in the first it. place? Yes. But if it is the big enough deal that we have to have a law that says if you do this, it's going to hurt other people, so we're not going to let you do it. We'll punish you if you do. We'll put you in jail or fine you or whatever. Then it doesn't matter what you believe. That's something that you can't do because it's going to hurt other people. So if you're making a decision that hurts other people and we've made a law that you can't do it, you can't do it. So that's like can okay, corporation. So- if it's a Native American corporation, can it eat peyote because it has the religious right to? I don't know. Can corporations but, eat peyote? Okay, that's, I think that's the bigger question that's coming on is if they allow this ruling to take away the four kinds of contraception from their health care plan, uh, then what's going to stop them for, from other things trying to claim their religious freedoms and stuff to be exempt from other laws and whatnot? And that is actually a scary possibility and a, you know something that could possibly happen. One thing I do want to try to get clear is that And this probably isn't even a thing that actually matters, but semantics for me personally. A lot of people are saying Hobby Lobby is getting rid of all contraception. Like they don't want any of it, but they're still affording uh, 16 of the 20 forms that were. Now, again, uh, the government said you have to allow those four and they're saying no. So that's kind of fucked. (laughs) (laughs) But to me, it's just, listen, you would have been better off if you just said, no, we're not covering them because they're the expensive ones. We're cheap. And I really think that's what it actually comes down to. <laughs> because they're claiming that they're abortifacents or feasants, abortifacents, those, the four that they, that they said they're no longer covering. Okay. So that's why it goes against their religious beliefs. Uh, but in reality, medical science 
has claimed that only one of them is actually one, which would be the morning after pill. They're full of shit, like most yeah. corporations. And they'll claim religious, but come on, guys. You and I both know that's it's because they're wallets. They, they need their wallets to stay super yeah, right. fat it's instead the, of just regular fat. Because their this, wallets aren't, aren't hurting no matter what they do. It's what trust the, me. The CEO and the higher-ups of the company that are religious. A company can't be religious. Does Jesus save companies? We just talked about this do last week, actually. companies earn a place in the kingdom of God? Like, serious? I'm serious. No, we just talked about this last week with a girl claiming sexual harassment for having to be forced practicing onion head. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the difference? Now you're saying you're forcing other people's beliefs on your health care. And yeah. And let's Same also, fucking thing. Like if this corporation's a person and it's a Christian person. So you're telling me that that company has been saved by Jesus Christ and has earned, has, has a uh, place the in the kingdom of heaven. They've seen the light. Yes. Has repented. And yes. Um, <laughs> they're absolved of all their sins. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I bet you they're uh, quite hefty. I'm absolved. sorry. Absolved. No, corporations aren't people. Absolved. And I don't think that's a political statement. That's why I'm not afraid of alienating people because I'm sorry. If you disagree with me, that's cool. There's well, no reason you, you can't disagree. It doesn't really that's, matter. That's fine, CEOs but... probably don't listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, people that disagree with us might, and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you think a corporation is a but people? <laughs> Do you I, think a corporation I don't, is a people? I don't think that's a political issue. Like, is a corporation a person? No. <laughs> if it is, there's something is seriously wrong has gone on. Well, let's skip across the pond to Gwynedd Wells. They have discovered a way to turn an abandoned quarry into a gold mined mine. A gold mined? <laughs> yes, that too. You'll achieve a golden mine. It's like a heart of gold in well, your head. Just, just let me finish. If what, After going to this place, I'm sure you'll achieve a, a golden mine. Okay. But it's also coincidentally a gold mine. It's not an actual gold mine. That's oh, okay. a metaphor. Okay. <laughs> it now houses the world's largest underground trampoline system. <laughs> it's a whole <laughs> adventure thing you do. You go down, they give you kind hose and, and some safety gear, and you w- walk down these stairs, and you can go in like this giant trampoline. Three stories of it is suspended across a cave gap. <laughs> Yeah, for real. You can just jump up and down on the trampoline, look it down. Like, that's like a deep cave. I don't even, I can't even see the bottom. Oh, my God. I don't know how deep this is. It's just really dark. And I imagine the ceiling is very high. Yes, absolutely. It's just in the middle of this fucking cave. And it looks so great. I want to go there. I want to go there so bad. Like, honeymoon. That's where I'm going. (laughs) Also, to get to the different intersecting um, trampolines, there's stairs to go up. And if you want to go down to the, the next level of a trampoline, there's this slide chute you go down, and it brings you right down to the trampoline. Wait, there's levels to the trampoline? Three. three so you, like, trampoline. jump from one trampoline to the other? Oh, no, no, no. They're oh. all enclosed. That's, that's too dangerous, Nathan. You're a madman. <laughs> too much Super Nintendo growing up will do For that For real, to you. dude. For real. Now it's like 3D platforming, so you got to be super careful on where you jump. Like, you know, you have no idea how many times depth perception has killed me dying in Super Mario 3D Land. Depth perception? More like death perception. There, he said it. It's true. Well, Craig. Yes? Christian Bale is playing Moses in Ridley Scott's Exodus. 
Oh, sweet. Batman. All it's I have Moses. to say is you better speak with a British accent or else it won't be historically accurate or geographically accurate or biblically accurate. Not unless he speaks with a British accent. Well, I, like I think I think he's okay. Every think... historical movie. I was going to say Bible movie, but no, it's not just Bible movie. It's pretty much any historical movie movement. made in any historical area. Well, any no, area not true. Um, Everyone's white and speaks with a British accent. Charlton Heston was... Uh, what? what? What was the movie where he like tore down the gladiators? The Ten Commandments. No, Charlton Heston. True. Yeah, the yes. Ten Commandments. No, right? but I'm thinking of a different movie. Oh. Rome, ancient Rome. He was like had the, like the chariot race, and he got chained to the. Uh... <laughs> well, you know we're gonna be like knee deep in Amelia Earhart, and I'm just gonna blurt out the name of this movie. <laughs> Hey, Nathan from the future again. Editor's note, I think the movie he was talking about was Ben-Hur. Back to the show. Yeah, well, I don't know. I like Christian Bale, though. I'm a fan. Does anything I, think he could do a, I think he could do a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> so there is hope. <laughs> There's always hope. Or wait, it would probably just always hope. <laughs> and then Alfred's like, "Why are you talking to me like that?" No, that was that was supposed to be Alfred. That was my Michael. <laughs> oh, just what we hope. do, my O'Kane. <laughs> what there's always hope, Christian Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred, I keep trying. I'm gonna keep pl- trying to I'm do. I'm gonna play the fellow. Uh, um. <laughs> I'm just. I guess my mind's not together right now, so... Real fucking professional, Craig. Oh, yeah, you're you're an amateur. That's what you are. Okay, we're sorry. Everybody's heard the tape. He was in a rough time. He was in Terminator 4, after all. It's excusable. Stressed out. Finally, I don't know if you remember late last year, Lindsay Lohan was threatening to sue Rockstar Games... Uh, for the release of Grand Theft Auto Five, I did not know that. Well, Wait. she she went through on her threats now, and Wh- she's officially suing them about what? Oh, she says that they because stole her personality Trevor, and likeness. Trevor from Trevor. Yeah, Trevor. Oh come on! I know they're very similar, but I know you can't tell them that much apart. But Trevor wasn't based on Lindsay Lohan. Well, I mean, he got like, rid of her hair. It's just a familiar archetype. That... No, but actually. A lady in one of the missions that's like evading paparazzi or whatnot, uh, they, she's saying that they told, stole her likeness from that, both in design, clothes, and uh, how she acts. Oh, so you mean like every other spoiled Hollywood brat? Yes. So um, we'll be waiting for Paris Hilton to contact them and sue them. I don't know, Kristen Stewart. I don't, I don't remember her looking like Lindsay uh, Lohan, though. No, actually... She does look like someone specifically, an actress who modeled for it. <laughs> Shelby Wellander. She gave them permission to use her likeness. She got paid for it and all. So shut up, Lindsay Eggs Lohan. On her on her face. She's like, ooh. I mean, e- no, I'm nothing like that. I don't know. I really like that. wish all the machete money hasn't dried up, which it has. Thank you.
just the facts. Amelia Mary Earhart was an American aviatrix who became, became the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean, earning her the distinguished, distinguished flying cross. She obtained many other aviation records and played a key role in the genesis of the feminist movement in America. So, Amelia Earhart was born in a small little town in Kansas called Atchison. It's apparently America's heartland. And this happened on July 24th, 1987. 1897. Did I say 1987? Sure did. This is happening right now. Amelia Earhart just went missing. Oh, man, 1987. Yes, 1897. You're correct. <laughs> she did spend a lot of time with her grandparents as a young child growing up whenever her parents got into a fight or something. Yeah. Yeah. Her parents eventually started fighting a lot. A her lot. Her dad became an alcoholic. Yeah, and it's said she she learned to be independent because her father and she said, you know, I'm never going to need somebody to take care of me because he couldn't take care of the family or something. Her mom was really cool, too. Uh, also Super named Amelia, cool. but people called her Amy. She didn't believe in bringing up her daughters conventionally to be, quote-unquote, nice little girls. Oh, uh, they, were, they were little rapscallions. Hey, guys, she was also the first woman to climb Pikes Peak in Colorado. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, this happened in 1980. Amy Excuse was? Excuse me, 1890. Okay, so that was, um, yeah, was before Amelia was born. It's a 14,115-foot climb. Oh, my God. That's a lot of feet. She beat Amelia Earhart's record on foot. For the record, she held the record for a woman for the highest ele- elevation. And what was it? 14,000 feet. Highest altitude, yeah. Just 14,000 on the dot? I think it was, yeah. And she never beat it again? Well, I'm sure she probably did, but that was she broke that record. Oh, okay. Actually, it was wow. Yeah, her mom climbed higher than that. That's awesome. That's crazy. (laughs) She's like, "Yes, I did it." Like, "Hey, Amelia, still not better than your mom." (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna go higher next time. (laughs) So, as a kid, her nickname was Mealy. This was because her uh, little sister couldn't pronounce Amelia. Her little sister, Grace Muriel Earhart, who went by Muriel, but also went by the nickname Pidge, and Amelia would sort of lead her little sister in being rowdy, adventurous, practically fearless little tomboys. They were always on jungle expeditions. Hunting rats with their father's rifles. Uh, When she actually sled down a hill in between a horse's legs like the horse was pulling a carriage and she sled underneath the horse and in between its legs um she was kind of reckless wow so christmas vacation was ripping off amelia earhart with a sledding right (laughs) (laughs) totally earhart did it (laughs) earhart did it supposedly she also built a ramp on the roof of her family tool shed and rode a wooden box down it (laughs) And emerged from the wreckage exclaiming, Oh, Pidge, it's just like flying. <laughs> Fucking Mick Foley and shit. <laughs> right? No one ever said you needed to be super intelligent to be courageous. Well, she actually Was did end smart. up being very intelligent. She yes. taught English for a while. She, uh, she did a lot of things. She did. She was a pioneer. But back to her childhood. 
As a child, she also had a large black dog. His name was James Ferocious. <laughs> yes, yeah. her dog had the same name as your nephew's rap project. Your 13-year-old nephew's rap project. So, <laughs> Earhart did it. James Ferocious. Uh, as a child, she also blamed a lot of her like misdeeds and whenever she'd you know, eat too much candy or a cookie before dinner or get in trouble. She would blame it on the DJs. These were this imaginary oh, race. Say dog. No, no, no. Uh, the DJs, they were like tiny little black creatures that were a mix of crazy cat. The, uh, you know, the comic strip character, he was like a black cat with like a little, Oh, Felix. I think he had a little hobo hat. No, not Felix. Crazy oh. cat. <laughs> okay. And the Jabberwocky from Alice in Wonderland. It's a mix between the two. Yes. Supposedly. And they caused mischief, and this is what she would blame, you know, the, blame it on when wow. she got in trouble. So, okay, so then Pan's Labyrinth now wasn't original. <laughs> <laughs> Earhart did it. <laughs> her sister and her also had two imaginary friends, Laura and Ringa, that would accompany them on their adventures, as well as Amelia's wooden toy donkey named Donk, uh, which is short for Badonkadonk. No, I made that Yeah, made that right, part up. right. And her sister's toy elephant, Ellie. Which is short for elephant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, enough about their childhood toys. So, she went with a friend once to this airfare, and she sat in an isolated clearing, and the World War I ace that was flying around saw them and right. decided to kind of nosedive towards them. Oh, no! And what a dick! She, uh, she's quoted as saying, I'm sure he said to himself, watch me make them scamper. But she didn't move. She she stood there and just looked him dead in his eyes and uh, also commented, I did not understand it at the time, but I believe that little red airplane said something to me as it swished by. Oh, what did it say? Don't you believe it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, I think she was smart enough and she was like, well, this guy hits me. He is in a world of trouble. So... <laughs> What a jackass. Her friend just dipped. Yeah, her friend she's was like, like, get away, Mealy. She's like, no, but you know what? You thought I was in danger, and you just dipped. Fuck you. No, We're not friends you. anymore. She's like, well, you didn't move at all. <laughs> so uh, we're not fr- So I'm ending this friendship. Well, actually, a little later, in 1920, she went to another air show, and she actually took a plane ride that cost 10 bucks. Cost her father 10 big ones. Which was a lot. Yes, it was. In 1920. But also, back then, if you uh, worked at the railroad, you had enough money to hire a butler. So they had two. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, anyways. Two butlers. But yeah, back to the real shit. you think shit. there was, like, butler drama? Well, no. One butler, one maid, I think. Huh? One butler, one maid. Oh. Yeah, probably. Well, anyways, so she got on the airplane... And she said there was such a rush of excitement when she got down. The first thing she said was, ah, oh, I have to learn to fly. And therefore, she started working odd jobs trying to pay for flying lessons, which were a thousand bucks. And that at the time, that was wow. a lot. A lot. Can you imagine how many odd jobs she did? Like how many gutters she had to clean and <laughs> lawns she had to mow and with a push mower, no less. Non-engine. Paper routes and... No, the paper boy was still working his ground. <laughs> it's like, you're not taking my route, but 
she paid for it within a year, right? Because that's when she bought her first plane. Yeah, bright yellow one that she named the Canary. The Canary, which is a little spot on, a little on the nose. Well, later on, she actually sold the Canary and ended up getting a new yellow car. She named the Yellow Peril. Really? Yeah. She was like... <laughs> she named her fucking automobiles. I like that. Yeah. She, she was like, oh, I have to give up flying because now our family has no money. Well, I can exchange it for a cheaper automobile. A gal's got to get around, am I right? Well, in 1927, Charles Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic. He became the first person to fly solo across the Atlantic. Good for you, Mr. Lindbergh. Now where's your baby? More mystery. This, there's a little... There's now a little, where's your baby? Yeah, his baby went missing. Oh. Yeah, there was the whole thing about the Lindbergh baby. Jeez, what a yeah. way to put him down. I well, thought you... No, were, but it's, a, it's, it's like a, considered a huge... There's like conspiracies all over about it. I didn't know? know that, so I was so confused. I thought that was some <laughs> subtle, underhanded jab like, yeah, now let me see you be the first woman to cross the Atlantic. Let me see you give birth, you <laughs> fucking hot shot. Yeah. But no, no, because I just... It's a little weird that... Early famous aviators are shrouded in mystery between stuff well, what that happened, happened in their his, life. Maybe the dingo ate his baby. <laughs> uh, no, there, there was, the baby was kidnapped, and they paid the ransom, and then nothing ever happened, and they never found oh. the criminals. They don't know what happened to the baby. No clue. So, and it's like a lot of conspiracies about they accidentally killed the baby and then set it up, which is pretty dark, pretty fucking sick. If you ask me, I choose not to believe that. I choose to hold Mr. Lindbergh to a higher class than that. That's fucked up. I can see why people would think that. But then again, people are going to think whatever they... uh... Right, you know? 9-11 was an inside job. (laughs) Man, that is pretty dark, though. Charles Lindbergh just killing his own baby. Well, no, not killing his own baby. It would be like an accident thing, like... Oh no! The baby accidentally drowned in the tub. I understand. I'm saying that that sounds like this really like dark, like artsy indie black comedy comic book. that's not even that funny. It'd not comic, comic book. It would be a comic comedy. book comedy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like a that black too. comedy. No, that would not be funny. In any case, Charles Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic, and Amelia Earhart was like, "Oh shit! I'm gonna be the first woman to cross the Atlantic, y'all." Yeah, and Captain Hilton H. Riley, Riley called her up one day and was like would you like to fly the atlantic and she was like yes absolutely yes absolutely i do <laughs> that's her that's ins- your amelia well no that's an inside the office joke but oh okay sure we'll go with that it's kind of funny though too in relation to charles Lindbergh. like people said that they looked alike and they eventually started calling her lady lindy he was they always called him lucky, lucky lindy. lindy yeah that's it's funny stuff. But uh, so she went <laughs> she went and did was on this flight and there was a huge thing about it. She ended up becoming friends with Eleanor Roosevelt, you know, got uh, her hand. She shook Roosevelt's hand, President Roosevelt. And herself. she was she was always like, look, I didn't do shit. Yeah, she was just a passenger. It was all the the pilot was Wilmer Stoltz and the co-pilot Lewis Gordon. And she's like, I had nothing. I was just a passenger. I watched them. I had a good time. Like, she said she was nothing. She felt like nothing more than a sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah, she. She yeah. said that. That's well, a direct quote. She said she, she was. She fulfilled basically the same purpose. 
She didn't say I felt like a sack of potatoes. I think she was probably exhilarated and loving every second of it. But <laughs> I felt like a sack. I felt like cargo. The guy that called her up, what's his name? He's like, well, I'm, I know I'm never going to call you again next time I got a fucking spot in a plane. <laughs> right? Felt like a I sack of potatoes. I do you like to fly? <laughs> Figure people would be like, hey, look at this girl. She's going across the ocean. Well, yeah, she got huge, dude. People loved her. Uh, she she got endorsements. She endorsed Lucky Strike cigarettes. Well, it didn't it didn't hurt that she was friends with the first lady. Am I right? I love the Lucky Strike ad with her on there. It claims that those were the cigarettes that were smoked aboard the Friendship, which is this uh, plane, that, plane they that they took. And it also says, "Smoke Lucky Strikes for a slim figure." <laughs> that's my weight loss plan she's like i'm gonna pick up cigarettes like, lose a couple pounds don't listen to them sweetie they lied to you i did it i didn't lose any weight what it was was the pills talking but me and amelia we did things we went places i was on the friendship too but nobody ever talks about that <laughs> i was there i was there saw every second of it Back to Amelia Earhart, she even started writing for Cosmo. No joke. What? Say what? She was Cosmo's aviation editor. I wonder who their aviation editor is now. LOL, there's no aviation editor now. (laughs) What celebs are looking fat in the air? Tune in. We'll have the top ten. Oh, Britney Spears, you're doing it again. In August 1928, she became the first woman to fly solo across the North American continent and back. She did it! In 1929, she tried competitive flying by participating in the first Santa Monica to Cleveland Women's Air Derby, which was colloquially referred to as the Powder Puff Derby. Oh, yeah. Will Rogers did that, didn't he? I guess. Sure. Uh, she was tied in first place with her friend, Ruth Nichols, and was just about to take off. Eat the... my dust, Ruth! <laughs> well, what actually happened was they're at the final intermediate stop before the finish line, and the, uh, she was about to take off when Nichols' plane hit a tractor and flipped over. So Earhart Ooh. jumped from her plane and instead of taking off, went and pulled her out of the wreckage and ended up finishing third because of this. Oh, my God. Again, in the movies... That happens all the time, you know, and, and like the races, the good guy stops to help his friend and he ends up losing the race. Earhart did it again. <laughs> first, first, she is that person on every on So, every yeah, video she got first place comments. and she didn't even know. Yeah. Also in 1929, she joined and helped form the 99s. Oh, yeah, that was very uh, influential. And they're still getting... around today. They're an yes. international organization for female pilots. I'm sure that's like that's one of the reasons why there are a lot of female pilots now, or maybe not. I know, I know oh, yeah, there's not totally. like a lot, but that's the reason. Well, why I mean, it, it would have happened. Somebody would have done to, it, yeah. But they're the ones who did. But Amelia Earhart did it first. She helped <laughs> form it. <laughs> In 1931, she set a world altitude record of 18,415 feet. So yeah, she beat her mom. She beat her mom eventually. She was gonna get it one day. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> I told you I'd beat you. You're actually still pretty cool. Leave, Dad. Also in 1931, she got married. 
to George P. Putnam. Oh yes, that is that's interesting too. Oh yeah, she had very liberal views on marriage. He actually had to propose to her six times before yes. she accepted. She denied him a bunch of times. She's straight up. Well, they, it was rumored that they had an affair, and uh, she was the reason why Putnam and his current wife divorced. And that's when Putnam decided to go after Amelia. So I guess that's true. <laughs> Whether or not they had an actual affair is, you know, probably yeah. not. But she is the reason why why they let, they split up. She so was like, nope, I'm in love with Amelia. Uh, love with Amelia. But yeah, she, I guess she just wasn't hearing it. She's like, I got my own thing going. Fine. <laughs> Fine. I'm not changing my last name, though. She didn't change her last name. Of course not. Uh, he is now known as... George Putnam Earhart. No, not true. <laughs> Check it out, though. This was her prenup, dude. Oh, yes. I'm so glad you brought this up because it's great. <laughs> Dear GPP, there are some things which should be writ before we are married. Things we have talked over before, most of them. You must know again my reluctance to marry, my feeling that I shatter thereby chances and work, which means most to me. I feel the move just now as foolish as anything I could do. I know there may be compensations, but have no heart to look ahead. On our life together, I want you to understand I shall not hold you to any medieval code of faithfulness to me, nor shall I consider myself bound to you similarly. What if, up? Vows mean shit, son! If we That's can be, so Amelia. If we can be honest, I think the difficulties which arise may best be avoided should you or I become interested deeply, or in passing, in anyone else. Please let us not interfere with the other's work or play, nor let the world see our private joys or disagreements. In this connection, I may have to keep some place where I can go to be myself, now and then, for I cannot guarantee to endure at all times the confinement of even an attractive cage." I must exact a cruel promise, and that is you will let me go in a year if we find no happiness together. I will try to do my best in every way and give you that part of me you know and seem to want. A.E. Yeah, um, so it makes you wonder why did you even bother getting married? <laughs> I, I dig Can't that. No man I think hold that's me pretty down. sweet, dude. Especially so early before there was any... Because she was... It was like... Yeah, at that time, marriage, it's like now you're his possession. And there was no, like, support group. There were no other people that were like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an independent woman who's not going to change her last name and doesn't want to get married. Right. I'm Again, not saying there were none, but you know what I mean? She was like, fuck, I like, don't fucking want to. You know, like, course. fine. <laughs> you know, yes, I love you, but fuck. Again, it seems like Earhart did it first. <laughs> not changing my name. No way. I'm getting my name is a brand. Don't you understand this now? <laughs> I don't know. Well, in 1932, she did one of the the big things that she's famous for. Uh, what was it? Uh, she rolled the world's largest rubber band ball. Yes, but actually, I, I I didn't know you knew that. That's actually one of the lesser known things. Yeah, that's right. It's still the largest. That's right day. back there in my uh, in this in the deeper reaches of my brain. It's so large it had to be. It was like sucked out of the Earth's atmosphere by the sun. Yeah, and now actually, well, it was the sun. it was uh, the size of uh, Honduras, but it got bigger than that. It did. Yes, then it was the size of South America. It got bigger. It got to like the point where it was bigger than the moon, and the sun just pulled it out of our 
atmosphere. Thousands of people died. Well, it was pretty horrible and awful. But like any yes, strong man or woman, that's Amelia why Hart we have the new month of March. Said I was wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, in 1932, though, she intended to emulate Lindbergh's flight across the Atlantic to Paris. But due to a very bad ice storm, she didn't make it to Paris, and she was forced to land in Northern Ireland. Definitely unlucky in uh, flying sometimes, it seems. She got, like, every time she tries to go up, she's like, ah, oh, no, weather also, conditions, though, terrible. This, this stuff's not easy, you know what I mean? No. There was a reason Charles Lindbergh was the first one to do it. But, again, she became the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. So she got farther she than anyone else had. She did it. She made it to Ireland. Yeah, there's. The, yeah. Have you heard the little story about uh, where she landed? Yeah, where uh, the guy asked, "Have you come far?" Some farmer saw her and ran over or something. Yeah, have you have you flown far? She was like, "What did she say? From America? Oh, just from America. Oh, no big you know, deal. NBD. Just pit stop in here. <laughs> Gonna regas and go back up." Uh, in 1934, she introduced her fashion line, Amelia Earhart Fashions. That's awesome, too. Again, Amelia did it first, right? So it was a like, worn bomber jacket? Before P. Diddy and J. Lo and... Jay-Z. Lindsay Lohan's going to sue Amelia Earhart now. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's going to... You stole gonna, my idea, She's going <laughs> to start a fashion line and then sue her. You're such a bitch. You ruined my chances at starting a fashion line. In 1935, she became the first person to fly solo from Honolulu, Hawaii, to Oakland, California, which from, is a thing. From Honolulu <laughs> to Oakland, Oaktown, what up? What up, everybody out there listening in Oaktown? Yeah, Amelia was, was there. Like, I'm going, going. To Kelly, Kelly. To Kelly, California. She, just, she was doing the whole California. medley in the air. Yeah, she went from... Or she went from Biggie to Tupac Mirrors to on the ceiling, Phantom Planet. Pink champagne on ice. She was listening to... We are to all her. just prisoners here of our, our own device. <laughs> that was Hotel California. And then, <laughs> and then she closed out with just a random Red Hot Chili Pepper song. They're all about California. Under the bridge, probably. <laughs> She did that in a plane which she named Old Bessie the Fire Horse. And this Should was something... have been Old Bessie the Fire Cow, though, just saying. When I said this was a thing, though, I wasn't just joking. Like, this was a thing. People had attempted that in the past, and she was the first person to successfully do it. And this Not time... just the first female, but the first person? Yeah. Yes. By this time, she had also set seven different women's speed and distance aviation records. So She's just... my hurt hero. She's my hero. Then in 1936, she started planning the famous flight around the world. She's going to do it. For which she is She's gonna mostly do it. known. Yes, her, the famous flight around the world. Yeah, she would fly around the equator, uh, more or less around the not just a direct line. That, you can't That'd do that. That would be difficult. It's, yeah, that would be damn near. That would have been impossible. Solar uh, winds. <laughs> you have to stop and refuel in places. It has to be planned out. Like, yeah, yeah there's a million reasons. It's, it's not like they just have specific gas stops in the middle of the equator. But this was as close to the equator as she could, you know, figure. And it was 29,000 miles. A Lockheed Electra 10E was built to her specifications, which she kind of nicknamed her Flying Laboratory. Whoa, wouldn't you look at that? Not only 
is my birthday, St. Patrick's Day. But it's also the date that they first attempted to fly across the world. Yeah, what was it, your negative 48th birthday? Um, let's see, carry the three... Seventh, 47th. Yeah, negative 47. You were born in... 84. Okay. So... Yeah, they attempted to take off, but there were numerous problems. So many problems. So many complications. Um, A tire may have blown out. Weather was bad. They had to call it off. The aircraft was just too damaged. We just, we can't do this. We have to fix this plane. This bird's gotta, gotta, gotta get touched up. There were snakes on the plane. Headed up to here with these motherfucking snakes. Nope. But she finally left on this flight with her navigator, friend... Fred Noonan, on June 1st, 1937. And she almost fucking made it. Spoiler alert, we all know how this story ends. Well, not everybody, but you should. She didn't make it. She went missing eventually. Yeah, sadly. And it's one of the reasons why is so dumb, because they were like a half an hour off with their radio tower. Well, we uh, no one knows exactly what happened, but there's a lot of really good ideas yeah. and theories. Like, um, but they all they were so fucking close, dude. Her destination was Howland Island, and her last known position report was near the Nukumanu Islands, both of which are islands between Australia and the U.S. And she left going from the U.S. towards Europe, not Asia. You know, right? So she, yeah, she, she had was, already went all the way past, past Australia. It. Yeah, so one one of the thoughts is they they well asking the people in the towers they thought that they might have been thirty minutes uh, apart in time, thinking they're on the same time because of the fucking time zone difference. And they had Dumb. put they had put like a different type of uh, latitude longitude meter yep. or something in the plane that she didn't get a lot of education. So with. she was sabotaged. But there's a lot of theories as to what happened. Which one's the right one? You be the judge. We're just presenting the case. The most popular theory, crash and sink. She ran out of fuel and ended up crashing in the ocean. Uh, there's a lot of evidence that she didn't properly refuel at her last stop. And yeah, she didn't refuel enough. That could have also contributed to her because she was a very skilled aircraft pilot, aviatrix, if you will. Uh, she could have noticed that she was running low on fuel and landed safely you know, in an emergency on an island. Got stranded there. Yeah, that's one of the most popular rumors. Um, At least she had somebody with her if that happened, because fuck. Right? Let's hope she didn't suck. end up eating them. She was like, thank God for my marriage vows. We're good, Noonan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're <so> bad. <laughs> uh, actually, more recently, uh, people that have been searching for her have found on, I think it was a Nukumoro Island, like a, a broken jar, like old jar of anti-freckle cream. And it was said that... She was really self-conscious, was self-conscious about, her about her freckles. Yep, and she Which hated so freckles. Stupid. And no, there's a bigger mystery. Who allowed somebody to create anti-freckle cream Seriously, and sell it to people? what's wrong with freckles? I know it was the 20s and the 30s and... They were like, oh, new adventures every day. Just come. You hate your freckles. You hate your freckles. You hate your freckles. Why don't you just get a hold of Big Mac's Vanishing Freckle Cream? Anti-freckles. You hate freckles. There's going to be no more freckles. Just sprinkle a dab on your cheek. Rub it in. Rub it out. That's it. (laughs) No more freckles. 
That's hey, how they sir, sold this, like Craig. We we just got ten emails asking us where to purchase the. There 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 was three congratulating us on getting a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. (laughs) Big Mac's anti freckle cream, but also on the island. That wasn't the only thing they found on this island. They also found a broken woman's compact that looked like it had been like eighty years old, or so. Like it was an old time compact, like one of the early ones made. So. I mean, yeah, it's, it's people think that they possibly crashed, were stranded on the island, and they just were deserted there. So hopefully they lived for a little bit, right, before the uh, wildlife took over. Yeah, but what what would be worse, dying relatively immediately, knowing you're about to die and having, like, a minute or two to prepare for death? No, that would suck. Or dying slowly as you starve. and what? There's a third option, being eaten by animals. There's actually more options, perhaps. There's an other crazy conspiracy going around that she was actually an American spy for FDR, and she was sent to Marshall Island, and she was actually kidnapped by the Japanese. Now, this fits, and it doesn't fit. Because, one, at least from what we're all aware of, America had no interest in being in the war at that time, uh, trying to stay out of it, you know? But who knows? Who knows what happens behind closed doors? Two... Uh, what makes it kind of fit is it was around the time Japan entered the war. But there are also people who believe that she was captured as a spy by the Japanese, even though she wasn't. Right. And to embellish on that theory, uh, some people also said that she was the famous Tokyo Rose. <laughs> Which is Probably not. Ridiculous. That's a stretch. Huge They're just saying that to say it. Like, oh, wouldn't that be cool? Tokyo Rose, for those of you who don't knows. Uh, it was basically, it was, it referred to actually a bunch of people, but they were English speaking. Most of them, I think were Japanese women in Japan that would do radio, uh, propaganda shows. There was no actual Tokyo Rose. I don't think though. Any specific one. I think that was like a, well, there, there, what I heard was, wasn't there one that was because they couldn't, the Japanese didn't understand English. Like they would actually say encouraging things to the troops. Kind of, not necessarily, but the the lady you're thinking of is the, I can't remember her name, but she's most associated with them. And she was just kind of sarcastic and she didn't want to, she literally said, uh, lock me up with your, with the other allied prisoners. And they were like, no, you're doing Japanese. this. You're doing this. She was, uh, she was native to California and she was in Japan doing something because she was a Japanese woman who was born in California. She was in Japan doing something. and Well, because if she was in California, she would have been in an internment camp. Yeah. Well, no, this was – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Exactly. But no, this was before that. I think she went to Japan before that or something. And, there, and she's like, well, lock me up with the other allied forces. And they refused to because of her race and nationality. And they're like, no. Read this. Get out of here. Read this. <laughs> and, uh, Read it. Do it. So she she was kind of underhanded them. And a lot of the military guys actually enjoyed listening to the propaganda. Yeah, it said that that's what kept them going. Yeah, they would as like, well, let's see what they're saying. You know what I mean? And then a lot of it, they would notice these funny people being sarcastic and stuff, and they liked it. Supposedly, there was one called Tokyo Rose, and that... That's who they said they really liked, but no one's been able to figure out who they're talking about. There was nobody that went by that name. We never learned who the real Tokyo Rose was, so, oh, it's Amelia Earhart. Seriously. There was also a rumor that she faked her death to escape this whole celebrity and actually moved to New Jersey. Oh, so she pulled uh, Tupac. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. And it's Tupac in New Jersey. He's working the quick stop. Yeah. No, no, he's working at the stash. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm ringing out and I'm looking down, looking through my wallet, and it's like 3.95, man. And I look up and I'm like, oh, and he just puts his finger to his lips and he's like, shh. And then puts his fingers to your lips. <laughs> <laughs> shh. Does it again? I'm, I'm like, you got it, man. No problem, homie. Pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Pack of nails. But basically, the idea was that she moved to New Jersey and changed her name to Irene Cragmail Bolum. Hey, Cragmail. My mail. Irene, my mail, Bolum. This all stems from a man named Major Joseph Gervais. Met her, because this was a real woman. She lived up until 1982. And this man met her and decided that she absolutely, positively must be Amelia Earhart. And she's like, yo, I'm not Amelia Earhart. But I remember you from 50 years ago. Well, he never met Amelia Earhart. He was just convinced no, I mean, you all these that's what she looked like clues. And yeah, he was ago. he was full of shit. Dumbass. Uh there is another theory that she just plain old couldn't take life and actually did commit suicide. I don't believe that one bit. Really? I've never heard yeah, that. No, Why that's would, that that's a legit sense. one, yeah. yeah. So dumb. It's just like, well, I I guess that was an option. What you just want to make be like, oh no, she doesn't make accidents. She planned it. Shut up. <laughs> also could have been Gremlins, World War II. This could have been one of their first kills, getting ready for the war. Those son of a bitches. Don't they know what they've done? Or maybe the DJs finally caught up with her. It's pout time. The little, the little black Jabberwocky, yeah, yeah, the Jabberwocky crazy guys. cat yeah. creatures. Uh, or, Craig. No. What if, uh, what if Zeus turned her into a constellation? He's like, oh, you're so cool. You pretty much made it. This is, I'm going to turn you into a constellation. Like, she's, she's like, okay, no, make don't, me no, a don't, plane. No, don't turn me into a constellation. I'm trying to finish this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> now I'm a plane. No. <laughs> and I'm in no, space. she wanted to be a plane. And I'm she's dead. She's like, make me a plane. He goes, no, you're a goose. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have too many of those. And he turns into a swan. And she's like, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. This sucks. <laughs> Actually, you know what probably happened? I think it's obvious at this point. Charles Lindbergh accidentally killed her and then covered it up. With oh, a- my God, that bastard. <laughs> Bruce's kid know this? Oh, If he dark. were alive today, I would give him a talking dark. to. Read him the riot act. <laughs> and then throw the book at him, literally. Ow. Did you say ow? Yes, that's what he would say after I threw it at him. What book would you throw at him, Craig? Well, what are you doing? Trying to segue to the Facebook, Nathan? Lead us into the plugs already? No. Maybe, well, well, well maybe we're not no. done yet, okay? I got more. No, I know. I already knew that. Yeah. Shut up. A little early. You pre-meed, man. You I pre-ed. Know. No, I pre-ed. <laughs> you, you plug pre-ed. Happens to lots of podcasts. Is that what your last girlfriend said? <laughs> well, well it happened. Amelia Earhart did it first. She landed in Ireland. Give yep. me a break. True, it's true. Okay, fair enough. Well, there is actually Amelia Earhart is still alive. Well, not still alive. A new Amelia Earhart <laughs> for a new generation. <laughs> for a new generation. Girl meets world. <laughs> generation X Amelia Earhart. Lindsay Lohan is no, suing. It's past Generation <laughs> God damn you, Lindsay. Just keep your lawyer in your pocket. 
It's actually pretty cool. I did not know that there's an Amelia Rose Earhart who is also a female aviator. And she decided that she was going to uh, complete the trip for the original Amelia Earhart around the world. And as we're recording this, she's in the middle of the flight. What? Yes. And as in honor stops across the world, she's going to be awarding scholarships to aspiring female pilots. And she's like our age, isn't she? Isn't she like 30 she's or younger. something? How old is she? She's like 24. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, she's rich You too. know the reason she became a pilot was because her name's Amelia Earhart. Absolutely. Her, her parents wanted her to they become made a it. pilot. They, made it. they looked at her and they're like, make it so. <laughs> but if you want to uh, follow her journey, you her can... Her parents' names are Ryan and Barbara <laughs> Jones. <laughs> The doctor's We're changing like, their last name. The doctor's name. like, are you fucking kidding me? Amelia Earhart, really? Amelia Earhart Jones? No, just Amelia Earhart, please. <laughs> that was an awkward uh, conversation when she was a teenager. Mommy, Daddy, why is my name different from yours? <laughs> because you're special. You're, you're going to be something. be something special. You're going to be something. Just wait till Little we tell Amy. you what it is when you're old enough to Little know. <laughs> you're going to be something, Mealy, okay? This is so mean. We have no idea if this is true. We're just making stupid jokes. She might actually be way wicked cool, and like her parents are probably wicked cool. We have no idea. We're just being, we're just being dicks. But on the real, uh, she's live tweeting basically her entire trip using hashtag fly with Amelia, or you could just follow at Amelia underscore Earhart, spelled like the real Amelia Earhart's name. Yeah, for real. Go her, dude. That's fucking Go awesome. Her. I hope Follow she wins. her. I hope, you... I hope she wins, I said. I hope she I hope finishes you do it. it. I do yeah. hope you finish it. Um, it's a great thing you're doing. You're you're giving scholarships to you know, to young females with big aspirations. Hope hopefully you'll keep their heads in the clouds and uh they'll grow up to do something special too. But what, what kind of clouds would they be keeping their heads in, Craig? The sound clouds. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah, I can Awesome. Yes. yes. <laughs> soundcloud.com slash fairpoint podcast absolutely once in a while uh we'll be updating and <laughs> yeah, putting it's, it's that was is there like anything the on there right now yeah it's not even like it's okay, like the least important whatever. of our plugs but I, I was desperate for a segue <laughs> desperate for it and you you know what you worked hard and you achieved it so i let you have it <laughs> yeah we only put like one episode up on the soundcloud every once in a while and uh it was the rpg episode and it still is but it's unnecessary i don't know if you noticed but the rpg oh, yeah, episode's definitely. been up it's back on I itunes was so confused that one day when it just randomly started downloading on my itunes yes all our episodes are available on itunes they're also available on other podcast directories but but Look iTunes is a big one for iTunes. us. Uh, make sure when you go there, you rate and review and subscribe. Most of, oh, okay. I want you to rate and review, but we need you to subscribe. Actually, rate and review. Craig wants you to subscribe. I want you to rate and review. Team oh, Nathan, my God. Team Craig. Oh, my God. This is just like a whole left Twix, yeah. right Twix thing. People, it's, yeah, people like choosing teams. Yes, choose a side. Team Nathan or Team Craig. We're totally going to manipulate our subscribe. listeners, dude. This subscribe. is awesome. Subscribe. Well, it's not going to work if you tell them. Uh, you, you, we're you brainwashing leave. you. We're brainwashing you. We're brainwashing you. We're brainwashing you. Did it work yet? Here's the thing: only we get to really see the subscribers. Oh, is that how it works? But everybody gets to see the ratings and reviews. Everybody, everybody, you can go rate everybody. 
you can go review everybody and everybody can see everybody <laughs> what the fuck you know that um that rap song no, I don't so know you can that go one. tell everybody go tell everybody i heard it it was uh um, I'm thinking Kanye. No, to everybody that no. you know. No, no, I'm thinking no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of something to that go was and probably like this on Facebook last summer slams theme song. Oh but it's yeah, a that's legit, why I don't know it. <laughs> it's a legit mainstream rapper though. That's probably also that's, why you don't yes. know it. But yeah, as he was saying, go and check the Facebook. Yeah, like our Facebook. Um, very, it's the easiest way to communicate with us. Uh, a very good way to show us support because people can see those like counts, uh, and you get all sorts of cool updates. And uh, it'll expose your friends to it because they'll see that you liked it, and maybe it'll be like, "Oh, so and so liked this post by Fairpoint Podcast." They'll be like, "Fairpoint Podcast, what, what is that? What is that? This is some new age hocus pocus." And yeah, for real, uh, like that Facebook, shoot us some messages. Let us know what topics you want. Yeah, uh, and if you really like the art on the Facebook, you should go ahead and check out the Tumblr. Yeah, we're always posting art up on the Facebook, but we post way Three more Three times, Tumblr. four times, ten times more art. <laughs> <laughs> that should be an ending. <laughs> Damn it. That's, that's good. Now I preed. Close on that. Uh, from the secret room, that's Craig Lewis. And that's Nathan Capiser. We'll talk to you guys when? Probably next time. Next most time, likely, most next likely. Time. But also follow at, Fairpo- at Fairpoint Pod. Oh, yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, the Twitter thing. Yeah. yeah. See you guys. See you. Bye. Bye now. Toodles. See you. Perhaps I'm prejudiced, but to me it seems that no other phase of modern progress contrived to maintain such a brimming measure of romance and beauty coupled with utility as does aviation.